0: All right, and welcome back to Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. Today we are here with Christy. She's going to be telling us about kind of her journey into bodybuilding as well as kind of her approach and what she does for people now, kind of using her past experiences for the benefit of other women. Christy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: What's up, Mark? Thank you so much for having me. This is so awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited as well. I love your page. I know, like, kind of we talked in the past how, like, I I really do feel like you're very much the nutrition side of, like, what I do.
1: Like Perfect.
0: when we were when we when we were talking about uh, like you know who we work with, you're like so it's basically the same people except I'm fitness and you're nutrition.
1: It's so true, and I work with very like health fitness you know conscious people, but I don't have the the strength training aspect to it, which you have. So we are like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We pair Absolutely. so nicely.
0: <laughs> you can you can decide which one you want to be. I'll be either.
1: <laughs> I'll be the peanut butter for sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh let's kind of talk about you know first like what you currently do um and then I also want to talk about you know because you're a you're a past bodybuilder yes uh, and I really want to focus on kind of like aesthetic training in general which I feel like is basically like bodybuilding in of itself and you know kind of um what got you interested in that in the first place Um, and also and also Mm -hmm. tell us what you do now Oh,
1: sure. So as of now, I am actually an undiet nutrition coach. So what that means is I have no food rules. I have no good or bad foods. I have no restrictions on foods. I eat intuitively. I basically eat what I want, when I want, and I listen to my body, Um, my hunger signals, whether I'm full or whether I need more food or whether I need more nutritious food or less nutritious food. Literally every single piece of food fits into my world and I am healthier because of it. Um, because I used to be extremely obsessive with food. And I think that's the big misconception that people think is if I train hard, if I'm a, you know, strength bodybuilder, or even if I'm just training for aesthetics or anything like that, you know, it's either all or nothing. People start to get in this really black or white world and we either go all in on fitness and health and, you know, while they're working with you, Mark, they're going to be you know, super strong. So now I have to eat perfectly on plan. And that one cookie is going to derail me. And usually like my, my ideal clients, I mean, they eat so healthy and I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers and I know you can't see it, but uh, they eat healthy during the week and then they fall off the wagon and just go crazy and binge on the weekends. And then they start again on Monday and they have this like last supper mentality of just like, oh my gosh, I messed up. I need more willpower. I need to get stricter on my diet. And then, um, you know, it it starts with just wanting to lose an innocent 10 pounds, you know, or or wanting just to get stronger in that aspect. And then all of a sudden, it's like we go down this deep, dark black hole of just like crazy rules around food and what we can and can't have. So that's currently what I do now
0: yeah so really you're you're just giving them like more freedom in their life when it comes to their health and fitness totally totally um, i think it's super super important i would love to kind of talk about let's kind of talk because you were originally a bodybuilder so what got you interested in kind of that bodybuilding world what was the appeal
1: so i was an athlete my entire life and then when i stopped playing sports in college of course, um, going from the athlete world into like normal world, nobody talks about that transition of how hard it is to eat normally again and train normally again because your world is all about eating for, for energy and to, you know, so you can survive your three a day workouts. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you can have a little bit, but not a lot. And you're trying to go into this world of balance and, and it is so freaking hard to do. It's unreal. So nobody talks about that. So I, of course, after college, um, playing, I played, uh, sports in high school and college. And, um, when I got out, I gained a lot of weight because, you know, I wasn't training anymore. I wasn't eating, you know, I was going out, having a couple beers going having pizza, all this good stuff, enjoying my life, but not really taking care of myself because I just honestly needed a break from it for a little bit. But then I realized that I was packing on some pounds and I'm like, man, this doesn't feel good either. So I started up bodybuilding. Um, I, it was just something I always loved to lift. Like I'm not a runner. <laughs> I don't really like CrossFit that much. Um, no offense to the CrossFit people. You do you, but I, I love just like lifting. Yeah, Yeah, that's I'm, not your thing. yeah totally. Like I'm sure many of the women can relate here. Like you just want to get stronger and you love that strength aspect of <laughs> Yeah. I just lifted that. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: So, um, what I did was I went into bodybuilding and, and to tell you the truth, yes, there was a big aspect of the aesthetics and the look of it. And, but mostly I needed to do something for myself. I had just gone through a really hard time in my life. Um, and, Honestly, bodybuilding, I, it was something to focus on me, something to do for myself, a goal, something to be proud of. And there's a good and the bad to that, which I'll get to a little bit later. But I went into bodybuilding. I went into like this basically six week transformation. Um, I ate completely on plan, literally had a meal plan. I had a coach. She told me what workouts to do, I had a trainer. Um, I was doing at, one a days at first, um, six out of the seven days a week. And then the second month I was doing two a days and then I got into three a days. So my life was literally taken over, which was cool at the time, um, but it it takes over your life. And then, of course, I couldn't go out to eat. I mean, there was no alcohol whatsoever. Training for a bodybuilding show, you are like on. You don't take a break. There are, you know, no, hold on, I'm going to have a cheat day here or unless your coach Very prescribes it. Very little
0: flexibility
1: like holy batman balls it was insane like it was absolutely you can swear if you want, oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> i'm like holy shit balls i can't even believe this so literally i remember one time my husband and i were out in my we were out kind of just out and about and um yeah, I was cool. My body was changing. I had never seen muscles on my body like this before. The fat was like melting off of me. And I hadn't honestly never seen my body progress like this. I mean, literally, you guys, I started not even be able to do a push up, And I by the end of this, I was like warming up with um, 15 pull ups. So like unassisted, completely just doing it, it was amazing. Um, so that was really cool. But my social life really started to take a back seat. Like at first it was really cool. It's fun, right? Diets are so sexy. Like they're so, and even like this part, it's it's so appealing at first. And then when things get hard, you're like, oh my God, like this is like, I just want to go out to eat. I just want some pizza. And um, my husband and I were sitting in the car and he's like, Let's go out to lunch. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I, I can't go out to eat. I have to eat. I brought my my packed tuna fish with peppers and avocado and that was all I was able to have and he was just like you know what you are no fun anymore (laughs) and I'm like okay (laughs) that hurt a little bit but anyway it was a goal I had I'm like come on this is just 16 weeks I'm gonna do this for now and he's like okay the day of the bodybuilding show came um it was so exciting and I almost didn't want it to come because I'm like what what the fuck do I do after this like how what do I do after this like I have no idea so I I went through the show and it was amazing. And then I, I had this thing where I'm like, well, what do I do now? I was just stuck. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do. I mean, looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Like sure. once you hit that goal, I'm sure you have a lot of um, clients, Mark, that are like, okay, I just want to lose 10 pounds or I just want to be able to um, lift this much weight or do this. Well, that perfection bar just keeps moving. So once you hit this, yeah, I'm going to go to another goal. And it's usually deeper. And it's usually has a little bit more commitment to it or a little bit more dedication, which is totally fine until it becomes obsessive. So what happened to me was I took this. Now, of course, everybody's looking at me like, wow, Christy, you lost a lot of weight. You, um, you just look so muscular. I was being asked for fitness tips for my workout schedule, what I ate mostly, my nutrition. And I started really getting into macro counting. And I'm like, well, shoot, like I got to keep this now, right? My, my body just became my identity. So now people were looking at me. And, and if I wasn't thin, if I wasn't lean, if I wasn't muscular, then who was I? So my body literally became like my calling card. And as I was starting to gain weight after a show, right? Because the thing nobody tells you and, and ladies- which, you, which is
0: very, very costly.
1: Oh, totally. And you have to. Your body's actually in prime fat storing mode after a show because what they call peak week is the week before a bodybuilding show. Um, you are extremely dehydrated. You actually dehydrate yourself so your muscles and your veins pop out a little bit more. Um, you are malnourished. I remember having to take potassium and vitamin C because if I got sick, is done. Um, I mean, you are on fumes, you are working out three times a day, your cardio sessions are insane. Um, your body is being so under fueled. And that's why if you have pictures of um, any bodybuilding women on stage, and you're like, yes, hashtag body goals, take them off. That is not body goals. That is malnourished, dehydrated, um, and very, very unsustainable. So um, that is no way to live your life. And I actually lived the next five years of my life pretty much in peak week, which screwed up my metabolism um, because, you know, that to me was like, oh man, that I can't lose this. If I lose this, people won't love me anymore. I won't be accepted. They won't think I'm attractive. They right. won't find me your, useful. Your body
0: almost is your resume. Oh, my
1: gosh, Mark, like legit. I was just like obsessed. So I became obsessed with everything. And I'm like, well, shit, now I got to like, you know, I always knew I wanted to start um, a business in the fitness world, and I just didn't know where. So, of course, I started off with like macro counting, and I would like dish out macros for everybody. and And I'll tell you, like after my bodybuilding show. They told me to stay within like five to eight pounds of my stage weight, which is um, for me like I don't want to throw my weight out there just because I know that that can trigger some some people. But the the weight that I was at was completely unsustainable for me, like one hundred percent unsustainable. No way, my body is happy here. And everybody has a sustainable weight. It's I call it their ideal body shape, their ideal body weight, where their body sits happily.
0: It's kind of like the body set point theory, right? Yes. Kind of the yes. Like where, you know, exactly. for anybody who's like I mentioned this on previous podcasts, but mm-hmm. for anybody who's listening, body uh, body set point theory is basically the idea that your body wants to sit at a natural, you know, range. Usually, it's like plus or minus ten pounds in a certain range, mm-hmm. and then anything outside of that range, your body really struggles to kind of move back into that range. So oh, that's totally. just to clarify.
1: Yes. No, that's like the exact perfect way to put it. So uh, my body was way underneath that, like way underneath it. So of course, to keep this lean body, my body was biologically fighting back, right? Like a big sign and signal that your body needs food is actually thinking about food. So uh, signals of of needing more food, one of them is constant hunger, constantly thinking about food. And if you're constantly thinking about food, that's that's like actually a disordered eating, uh, a sign of disordered eating. So that along with um, an extreme amount of guilt and shame around food, um, eating in secret, uh, anytime that you binge eat or overeat, and then immediately go back to the, um, you know, strict side, that's called the binge restrict cycle. And I think most of us run that right now. And it's, it's actually normalized in our society, right? Like, oh, I'm just gonna have like a whole cheat weekend here. And then I'm gonna start again on Monday like that's not normal your body right. is like your metabolism is jacked up so my goal right now like i i i totally screwed up my metabolism throughout this whole thing and when you're think about it when you're body is is on a diet, when it's on chronic diets, and when it's on diets for so long, your body just starts running at a high level of anxiety, which now it's actually running into the sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight or flight mode, right? So your body's constantly thinking that there's a tiger in the bush. Like biologically speaking, food is here to keep us alive. We need food. And now we're suppressing it. We're like putting our body into mini famines. And so now your body just trying to stay alive, like I got to the point to where I actually lost my period, which is not a good sign because that means that my reproductive system was shutting down because I wasn't supplying my body enough food. And by the so, way, that is mm-hmm.
0: super common in bodybuilding. Yes, so huge, So it's almost like, huge. No, it's almost normalized. Yep, yep. And I think like what's tough is that there are women in bodybuilding who eventually want to have kids, right? Like yep. in their... And unfortunately, the only really way that they can have kids is they have to move to a body fat percentage Mm -hmm. that is not stage ready. And I think that is really, really tough um, for people as well. And kind of the general vibe that I'm getting here is that you were getting all these compliments for your, you know, your physique and like what you looked like. But then when you moved, you know, what people weren't seeing is like what it took away from your life.
1: Totally. Like, Mark, I looked so healthy and fit on the outside. But like it was like I was just burning down on the inside. Like I started developing eating disorders. I started um, abusing laxatives. I started uh, like getting really strict around my food. There was always another diet. And um, okay, this isn't good enough. My programs, my weight training programs, are switching. And I know you probably experience this with program hoppers. But the more you program hop, the less um, sustainable and and actually progressive in your weights you'll be. So it was just such a scary time. And I didn't realize that it was that bad. It, we always think, oh, but I don't look like I have anorexia. I don't look like I have bulimia. So I don't have it. You know, we, we get this picture in our head, but really I, at a point in my time, even when I was bigger, when I was living in a bigger body, I still had bulimia and anorexia. So you just don't know you know, you can't just judge a person by their body shape on, on how healthy they are. This is why I refuse to comment on people's body shapes anymore. I won't tell you, hey, you look great. You've lost weight because I don't know if you're on medication that's doing this. I don't know if you're healing from an eating disorder. I don't know if you're going through an eating disorder. I have no idea what's going on in your head. So I refuse to like highlight that in people anymore.
0: And I would say, like, I've definitely done the same thing. My example as well is that, like, when we look at people who lose weight, like, just looking at the stats of it, they almost for sure will gain it back at some point. Oh, it's, And so for yeah. me, if I'm going to compliment someone on their weight loss, I almost feel like I'm setting themselves up for failure later. Yep. Like, I think then you see that where it's like, you know, you get all this praise for being like, let's say a hypothetical 130. Um, and then when you go to one fifty, 150, one fifty five, one sixty, you know you feel like you've lost it or not earned it. When in reality, weight loss training is just that is part of the process is oh, regaining it back. Totally. And, but you'll feel like a failure because you've like fall out, fallen off the wagon. Yes,
1: and yes.
0: This is why I personally have like. So I'll just throw my personal thoughts on. Yes,
1: please. Process
0: is, you know, I've, I've been to shows, I've had friends who are bodybuilders, bodybuilding coaches. Um, I haven't competed myself, but I've definitely like researched it. Um, and I know the training and the style that goes behind it. And I'm kind of at the point now where I have a really difficult time recommending bodybuilding to almost anybody. <laughs> um, because when you look at, especially because like, so I'm very focused on not caring about the way on the scale looks. And to me, bodybuilding is almost like all the things I hate about the fitness industry put into a competitive (laughs) setting where it's like, how am I supposed to tell you to feel awesome about yourself when you're in a sport that is literally you going on stage in a bikini and being compared to other women Mm -hmm. based on aesthetics exclusively. Mm -hmm. And so I have a really tough time for someone who's like, I want to do bodybuilding. Is it a right move? And then when you hear about like, and your story is not uncommon, which I think is very scary. That is, you know, it's very much like, um, your looks is everything it takes over your life. Um, you constantly need, like, you feel like you need to be in a calorie deficit and, you know, especially for someone who wants to be in the fitness world, if your fitness world is based around your looks, you know, you can almost lose credibility by gaining weight yep and that doesn't mean that you're bad like you know no. the, the, one, one of the there, there's many benefits to my personal job I love my job but um one of the main benefits is that if I gain 10 pounds it doesn't really matter like I don't lose credibility <laughs> right like, that's right. kind of the like it actually doesn't matter um it doesn't like ruin my credibility because I'm not about that anyways so it's like but I have friends who are weight loss coaches who are like you know they better stay thin or else it's like they oh, could, yeah. it, it affects their financial worth. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it it's so so true. And it's so funny you say that because I actually now so so getting out of this I knew I started um having issues. When, um, obviously I would go out with my friends and family, I would either purge afterwards or I would extremely restrict my intake in the morning just so I could have dinner out with my friends. Um, and, and miraculously, like crazily, I actually got pregnant within, uh, I had, I have two boys, they're ages two and four now, but, um, I, I don't know how that happened. Really. I I'm not going to lie. I was on so many supplements and like, it, I don't know what was <laughs> going on there, but thank God I did. But um, getting back, I would always use the pregnancies as, like, a a way to binge eat. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting back on track. So that's what I always thought intuitive eating was, was, oh, that's how I eat when I'm, you know, pregnant, is that I just eat whatever I want, and it's so unhealthy. I used to think, like, intuitive eating was – like promoting obesity and promoting all that. And I am just, I hear people say that now and I'm like, it makes me cringe because I eat healthier now than I ever have and more balanced and, and rounded than I ever have. But when I knew this was a problem was when, um, I ate something I shouldn't have again, like my little finger quotations are coming up here. And, um, I ran to the bathroom to purge and my, I heard my son, his little pitter patter of feet come by and I knew he heard me and I come I came out and he just goes, mom, he goes, are you sick? And I just started bawling. And I was like, I need help. Like I need help right now. So I will tell you walking out of this is scary as shit. Because your fear of fat phobia, which is your fear of weight gain, is what's stopping you from healing. And I will tell you right now, from my absolute lowest point, um, my lowest body weight, I gained um, 40, I'm sorry, 35-ish pounds, like all the way up. I had to because I was so underweight. Um, But what I did start doing was what, Mark, what you teach here, is that I started going okay i actually went into strongman competitions like i, I was competing in strongman um, yeah. i was training for that not bodybuilding anymore so that helped me kind of move towards the it doesn't matter you can show up with your body looking like whatever you want yeah, but yeah, can don't. you lift this? Yeah. Can you lift this? Can you move this? So I, I love competitive um sports. I love training for for every you know, competitive sports. But even that like kind of took a back seat when I really started getting into this. So I when I first got it getting into this, I, I stepped in. Um it was too hard. I was gaining weight and I stepped back out. Um and then realizing that I was going down the same path again of binging and restricting and binging and restricting. And I went back in. So I actually failed at this once and then had to go back into it. Um, but now I can tell you coming from the other side, fully recovered, fully healed. Um, I am at a higher weight, but I am stronger than I have ever been because Mark, like you can be a total testament to this, that my, even though I wanted to get stronger when I was extremely lean, I could not do it because I was not eating enough food and the weight scared me. Whenever I would gain two pounds, I would get freaked out and start go running on the treadmill, the elliptical, doing more cardio. And it was like wasting away all that hard-earned muscle. So, And then I wouldn't fuel myself properly. So even though I wanted to get Stronger, I never did, and I actually called them. Now, looking back, I call them my trophy wife muscles, where they looked like they popped and they look really big, but they didn't do anything, they were just there for show, which is exactly what you know the bodybuilding muscle is, really. So now I actually have functional strength. Like, Mark, I can do pull ups, I can do push ups, I can, um, you know, push heavy weights now, and and I am uh in a bigger body now. I mean, I'm not, I'm pretty average size, I think, right now, but. Um, I still take care of myself. I'm still healthy, but I have this super balanced life now where if I want the pizza, I eat the pizza. Um, If I'm just not feeling a strength training day that day, I go for a walk. Like I still have movement in my world. Um, But you know how you can get burnout on exercise, just like you can get burnout on dieting. For sure. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really important message as well, is that really when you're looking at your health and fitness levels, the aesthetics is very secondhand now, as opposed Mm -hmm. to where it was the forefront. But before, you know, you were getting all this credibility for being, you know, a certain level of leanness. um, And, and, It sounds like you're a lot happier now from like a day-to-day life (laughs) then.
1: I can eat food now, Mark. I'm so excited.
0: (laughs) You can have carbs.
1: Oh my gosh, carbs. I put creamer in my coffee. Like it's amazing. All those little things, cheese on salad. I allow myself bread. Oh my gosh. I had two pieces of bread with peanut butter and honey on them this morning with, with like an omelet. It was amazing
0: sounds delicious i know now now, if if you're if someone comes to you and Mm -hmm. they're like i want to try like let's say like it's a woman she wants to try bodybuilding um she wants to go into it kind of with your experience what is your advice to her because for me personally my advice is almost just like don't do it like i have a really tough time um rationalizing it just because i've heard so many times of like body dysmorphia (laughs) and i'm all about like building confidence from within right and i find that like bodybuilding just removes that entirely no one cares how much you lift bodybuilding is all about like so true are your lats symmetrical are you the right body fat percentage like you know people And so what do you, what do you say when you go, when, when like a woman comes to you and they're like, I want to try bodybuilding, like what's the approach you take?
1: So now knowing what I know, I I try and think of it from their point of view. Right. So like it, honestly, I wrote this out the other day. It took me 13 steps, like 13 phases, like seasons of my life to get where I am right now from where I was. And to where, you know, it starts with the just innocent wanting to lose 10 pounds and look better naked type of thing, all the way to where I am now to where I am completely balanced. I have food freedom. I work out when I want, um, you know, that type of thing. But I, I think people almost have to go through those steps first. Um, And, and and I'm not saying this like, oh, jump into this and go into bodybuilding and do all this. But if they're dead set on it and they, you know how you like, you just can't talk somebody out of it. Like sure. I am yeah. totally body autonomy. Like you do whatever the hell you want with your body. That is yours. You have every right to do what you want with it. Um, try and do the shapes, everything like that. Physiques, whatever you want to do, get it down to a certain body fat percentage but know when it's gone too far. Know when the obsessiveness has taken over and know when it's started to become your identity. Because when your body shape becomes your identity, then that's something that can be taken away from you. That's something that like, if you have an injury, you're done. Like <laughs> you can't lift anymore. You know, if you get a, a lat tear or um, an impingement in your shoulder that's incapable of you, you know, lifting or doing pull-ups, then then you can't do anything. So So to me, I tried to find something within myself that was um, more, I I guess, something nobody could take away from me. So to me, when somebody asked me about bodybuilding, I would tell them, if you're ready to get down to the leanest you have ever been for one day, just one day, that's all you get to keep it, and then go right back to where you are right now, as long as you're okay with that, um, knowing that you're going to lose weight and then gain it right back like literally within like weeks, months, probably a month and you'll be back to normal. Then do it. Because I've
0: heard like, I've heard like a month. Oh, yeah, oh, Like, yeah, oh, it back. like with, it's super. Oh, within a week I gained 10 fast. pounds. Yeah,
1: yeah. Most of it's um water, you know, coming back into your body. But like I said, your body is in prime fat storing mode at that time because you've been basically starving yourself, overworking yourself, and underfeeding yourself. And now your body's like, hey, my job is to keep you alive and we need some food. And what it does, and this is why most diets fail, is that um it actually stores that body fat in and it's that stubborn fat that doesn't leave because your body's scared that you're going to put it into a famine again so it's going to hold on to that fat and it's going to say no 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 i remember what happened last time like you know we shut down a reproductive system of yours yeah. just your to try and keep you alive exactly like our biological mechanism is like to keep you alive, your body thinking about food, um, shutting down reproductive systems and losing hair and um, becoming cold all the time. And this constant need to feel like you have to pee even when you don't like, it's all these weird symptoms that come up of like, hey, we're in trouble, like red light, red light. So I would honestly tell this person, like, do it. If you do it, do it for the journey. Do it because not for the physique. If there is anything involved, that's like, yes, because I just Like, my whole goal was, okay, but once I get to this physique, then I'm going to, you know, just try and keep it. It's okay if I gain, like, 10 pounds, but I'm going to try and keep it, and it'll be easier from here to sustain this. It's not. It is not easier to sustain this. Like, you just put your body into complete stress mode, and now all it wants to do is survive.
0: And you hear that all the time, where Mm -hmm. you hear, like, oh, I'll just eat like this, and then when I get to the regular weight, you know, I'll gain, you know, I'll just, I'll go back to normal. (sighs) And totally. I think that is also just like, well, you're almost kind of admitting that it's not <laughs> your, your life. <laughs> and it's not, it really doesn't work that way where if, you know, you can't just eat 800 calories a day. Oh, God, no. And then when you get down to the way you want go back to 2000 or 3000 or whatever your thing was, yep. that's not how your body works. You're just going to regain it back.
1: Totally. Totally. That's,
0: like, that's, you know, calories in calories out model. We can just talk about that. Exactly. And, There's even studies saying that your body so doesn't want to be that low that Mm -hmm. it will create more fat cells, Mm -hmm. which makes it even harder to lose the weight the next time around. And, you know, kind of when I'm, when I'm seeing this, I'm like, okay, what's actually going to make this person like happy, healthy, and strong. And I just don't think the aesthetic model works that way. Also, one thing to keep in mind is that it's almost like when you join bodybuilding that you're like forever, not good enough. I think that's like the, because so you, you just end up comparing yourself to like new people. Oh yeah. Because that is the sport. Like yep. you're going to be looking at photos of other women because that's your competition, right? So you have to know if they're, you know, if they're more symmetrical than you, if they're leaner than you. Yep. Um, and it's kind of just a sport based on like what you don't have. Yeah. as opposed to like what you've accomplished.
1: Yeah. And let me just tell you this, Mark, too, something that I didn't know going into bodybuilding that I'm like, oh, well, shit, like getting into it. I had a really good friend. She was a pro, but she was in the um, physique level, which at a women's, you're like a step down from bodybuilding. Like sure. she's a woman where, and I hate that people said this about her, but they're like, oh, you look like a man. da, 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 da. Like she was ripped beyond means. And to me, that's what I wanted to look like. But also, if you want to get to that pro level, compete in the Olympia, if you want to compete at a high level, you have to take steroids. Like, And that is where I kind of drew the line. And believe me, I was so close to doing it. I was so freaking close because I'm like, I just want to be the best. I want to be the best. And And when you get to a certain point, you have to. Now, there are um uh different like arenas where you can go the all natural uh things like that but even then they still use kind of like some flippy floppy little yeah it's, <laughs> a little,
0: it's, still, a little it's still not nat- it's
1: it's a little iffy yeah so the
0: natural the natural section of bodybuilding i always feel like should be a little asterisk
1: yeah natural-ish and even the people that are like no i did straight up natural like that's fine but then you're like well i want to compete on a bigger stage like that perfection bar is always moving so When you can literally just sit there and say, you know what? I I did enough today. Like I did enough and it's okay that I I didn't eat perfectly today. When you can get to that point of not having that guilt and shame around food in your body, like it just opens up this mental space, Mark, to where you're just like, I have so much more time to think about the important things in life other than shrinking my fucking body.
0: You got better things to do. Exactly. You got a business. You got kids. You got clients to help out. Yes. Yes. And the one thing I'll say as well is that for people who are like, oh, I won't get to the steroid level, it's very much within the culture. And I kind of want to give an example about that is where like Mm -hmm. I've never trained for aesthetics, but I've had bodybuilder friends and they would see the numbers that I was lifting and they would be like, wow. And you're natural. No one has ever asked me that except for bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. Literally, Mm -hmm. like I've never had a strongman or like a powerlifter or even like other people who were like impressed with my lifts who asked me if I was using steroids, I have had several bodybuilders, like wonder based on my strength levels. Like, and it's, and it's, and it's, it's even like, as part, you're saying like, basically once you get past the local level, like you're taking something. Yep. Like yep. it's so, so common. And this is kind of the concern that I have with, you know, I'm, I'm going to really hit on bodybuilding in this episode. But <laughs> um, one of the things that concerns as well is that I look, the, the bodybuilders work super hard. Like yeah, they work oh, yeah. harder than I do in training. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They're doing two a days. They're super strict. They're counting everything. They have yeah. the food scale. Um, it really is like quite a bit of work. Like really the equivalent of like, you know, a full-time job. And I'm just looking at it and I'm like, well, what are you going to get out of it? So you can come fifth at your local town mall and local exactly. competition. Like, it's like, yeah. what is the, and it's so much money.
1: Oh, it, like, it's, it's not very just expensive. competing. It's like very the posing
0: coach and the supplements. Your and the suit. Cam. Yep. Yeah. Um, even the like bikinis that you have to wear are <sighs> like, um, <laughs> and I was just like, there's so much money. And I was just like, what, and what for?
1: Yeah. So you
0: can get body dysmorphia for the rest of your life. Like to me, it's just like, it's such a tough.
1: It it is. It's literally because you want people that are literally strangers walking down the road saying, wow, she looks fit. Like that's all you want. And, And when you realize that your validation, your acceptance is based on other people, like and, and if I didn't exactly if I didn't hear somebody at the gym, be like, wow, Christy, like you've had two kids. That's amazing. I'm so impressed with you. Then I worked harder. Then I went lower calorie. Then I went harder in my workouts to the point to where I literally broke my body and I had to go to physical therapy. And I I was forced to take a break. So and that's like I'm all about body autonomy. Like I said, if you have to go through this to get to the other side, do it. Be my guest. I We're, we're here for you. Mark and I are here for you in the end when you're ready for us. But to tell you the truth, like if you're, if you just want to be healthy, if you just want a sustainable life of health, bodybuilding is not the answer. Getting yeah. to a low body weight is not the answer. Um, my my whole thing with sustainability is if you can do this for 10 plus years, I'm ta- I'm not even saying like a full year, five years, 10 plus years, can you do this? Can you count macros? For 10 years straight, every lick, every morsel, everything you put into your body, can you like forcefully train like two a days for the next 10 years? And and that's what sustainability is. So think about that. Your happiness is not in your body shape. Your body shape is the least important thing about you. And this is what diet culture has backwards, is that it's made women and now men too feel like we have to be thin, small, humble. Like this is what we're made to be, but we're not like we, if that's like saying everybody should be a size six shoe. Okay. I'm five two and I wear like eight and a half. It's like there's no way that's going to happen. Like everybody's so different. So we can embrace this and and don't forget that your favorite fitspo that you see on Instagram that's posed so perfectly I was her for a while. And do you know how many shots it took her to get that? Do you know how many filters? No, it wasn't. And then how much like she did it on a day where she woke up and did her like daily ab check because I remember doing those all the time. And she was like, okay, today's a flat ab day. I'm going to do this. She popped out her booty. She twisted and turned like that's not real life. Like that's what I try and normalize on my page and my post is that, you know what? I may not look like I did before. I'm still healthy. I'm still strong. You can say whatever the fuck you want about me, but I know I'm healthy on the inside and that's all that matters because I own this. I own my body. I own my story and I'm proud of it.
0: And we're getting to the point where like lighting and Photoshop are so heavily used. Like Mm -hmm. now Photoshop is literally an app on your phone. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, But we're almost getting to the point where it's like, are you even comparing yourself to another human right like that's like like at some point if you're if you're comparing yourself to someone who's you know photoshopped out their cellulite or their curves or like yeah. their wrinkles or you know all that kind of jazz like I think there was a there was a tweet that I put out like a year ago that was like at this point you might as well compare yourself to the Disney princesses <laughs> because like <laughs> it's not like at this point it's like it's mythical like you're not oh, comparing yourself to a woman that and is so compare, true. Like, like, do you know what people look like? Like, like at this point, it's, it's, it's just like, and, but we see this on like, especially because bodybuilding, there's a lot of bodybuilding now that like, it's mainstream. Just they yeah. just, they go on Instagram and yep. they put out pictures and get sponsors from yep. whoever. And, and that's kind of scary too, is that like, cause I want to get to a world where like that's minimized. Yep. Yep. And the, the problem is that social media has really made that uh, more accessible than ever oh totally and And it's kind of one of those things that like you know I've had clients who've like literally have had body image issues since they were 18 and they're in their 50s now and we're really just trying to focus on at this point like think of all that time that was spent focused on the weight on the scale or counting your food or doing so many like like you know this is why I'm such an advocate for strength because I'm like yes um strength is so much more about built within I don't care what you look like yeah, let's make you happy from like what your body is capable of. And like kind of like what you said, even when you were talking about like your past bodybuilding days, it also sounds like you were loving the fact that you could do pull ups and push ups, and yep. lift heavy weights, and, yep. you know, like, and that stuff that, you know, if your training is good, can't be taken away from you. Exactly. And it's not about like, maybe I'm not as it's not like, I think what's better about it as well is that like, there's less of a comparison trap. It's less about like what the other girl can lift. And more just about like what you lifted before.
1: Exactly. Comparison and, with yourself.
0: Yeah. Which is a much like healthier place to be
1: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to like, you know, you're 15% body fat, but she's 12. So you're yep. fat. Like yep. that's kind yep. of the...
1: That's what it is. Exactly.
0: That's really, that's a, that's a tough world to live in. Oh, it's,
1: it's self-destructive. And you hit the nail on the head when you talked about body image, because with women, especially... We, I don't know about like the ladies listening right now, but I grew up in with a mom who, bless her heart, like she was doing the best that she could with what she knew. Because back then, health meant smaller, health meant being skinny, health meant being anything but what you were. I never grew up with any woman saying anything nice about her body. Even the women that I thought had the most perfect bodies, they were always like, oh, but this, oh, but this. So when I'm growing up, think about how much we're sponges, like that's in our heads to say, oh, well, I need to keep working on myself. As women, we're always in fix it mode around our bodies. Like I grew up with a mom that literally like took her fingers like scissors and tried to cut off her hips. Like she would just look in the mirror and do that. Like Mm
0: -hmm. that's
1: to me. And like I said, she's such a good person. I have the best mom in the world, but I mean, that's what she grew up with. And it was always like that. So, and I'm going to tell you ladies right now that even Um, when I was the day of my bodybuilding show, I still at my absolute leanest, like a weight that my body was not able to handle unsustainable. I still had cellulite and every single woman in that arena had cellulite as well. Every single one of them. So when you see these women pose, so like beautifully and perfectly, they're smoothing out that cellulite that they have. So it's all a magic trick.
0: Yeah, it's look li- it's literally, it's basically lying. I think that's like the yeah. best way we can like. Yes, lie. yes, it's 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 actually just not true, even for the people that you're comparing yourself to. So true. And I don't even I don't even know if you need to go that far back in terms of like like you were talking like your childhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my first degree, there was talk about that as well, like <sighs> love loveliness, um, yeah. calorie counting, like how do you like? There was, you know, I was taking a kinesiology degree. Like these are the people about fitness. mm Hmm. And that was still, and that was how long ago was that? That was way back in the day. I want to say 2012.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, it was like you know, and that was still the message as well. And you know, there's still there's still beach body coaching. Oh yeah. They're still detox teas and laxatives. and <laughs> <they get spilled laughs> Mass and that's what they are, by the way. For anybody who's wondering what detox teas are, is they put laxatives in tea.
1: Mm-hmm. Um.
0: So and then charge you quadruple the price. So yeah. just in case yeah. you were thing about buying them I, yeah.
1: I took a dandelion root tea the week before my show that was uh like a it, it gets rid of your water weight so it's That's um it is terrible. it's terrible it's literally like eating like heating up warm dandelion water <laughs> not good not good
0: now one thing I would like to talk about like before we end here yes is kind of yes what um if a woman's listening to this is in there the, and they want to focus on their training and their eating what do you recommend their end goal should be for their training and eating now? I get that it's kind of a process and how yeah. to get there, but like, what should, what, what should they aspire to get to?
1: So if it's fitness, I always think, so instead of, I want to lose 10 pounds, or I want to fit into this dress, or I want to fit into, you know, this certain size, like I look at tangible goals. So First of all, like my main foundation is how is my health? Like if my health and that includes mental health is not on point, if it's not if I'm if I have disordered eating patterns, if I'm abusing food, if I have a bad relationship with food, that's not it. I am at peace with food down here. Then next it would be like, hey, like I I want to be able to do 10 push-ups. I want to be able to do pull-ups. I want to get stronger. Um and then, you know, you can go up from there, but but to me those are tangible goals. But I get asked this question a lot. And what I tell my clients all the time is now you can do this in short term and in long term, but when your head hits the pillow tonight, how do you want to feel about your body? And the three key words that I have come up with that just mean the most to me is that one, I want to feel at peace. I want to feel at peace with my food choices and with my body. The second one is I want to feel proud of myself. I want to feel proud that I I moved my body in whatever way self-care meant that day. Sometimes it's just a walk. Sometimes it's playing with my kids. Sometimes it's a hardcore strength training workout. Um, And then the third one is that I want to feel empowered by my choices for that day. So and you can look at this in long term, like in five years, I don't think of who I want to be or what I want to do. I think of how I want to feel. I think if we focus on these feelings that that strength training is going to bring us this feeling of empowerment, that Making peace with food in our bodies is going to bring us this just stoic presence of of calmness of of being in that present moment instead of you know thinking about the depression of the past um, and then the anxiety of the future. We're we're here now, and so when we can embrace that feeling and just say, you know what, in the morning I want to feel at peace with my body today. That's gonna you know, um, gear us towards what food choices we make, how we feel about our bodies. It's going to, it's going to force us to speak more kindly to ourselves, because if you're listening to this podcast right now, my guess is that you're an overachiever of people people pleaser and perfectionist, because that's what I was. Um, And and it could be in different levels of this form. But in that case, like you, you do everything for everybody else. But now it's like, you're going to take this time to focus on you, and not your flashy, shiny shell on the outside, you're going to focus on the inside, like that ooey gooey center, because that's what diets do, you know, they, they work so hard on on fixing from the outside in. But when really, we need to fix from the inside out. You know, you can work out as hard as you want, eat clean till the cows come home, but you're still going to have some messed up shit going on in your head. So keep that in mind. Like, just think of that feeling that you want at the end of the day or, you know, five years from now, who do you, how do you want to feel? Like, what's that master feeling that you want to get? Mine is generally like, I just want to feel at peace.
0: Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have said that better myself. I think that's an amazing um, thing, an amazing goal to get people to shoot for, I think is that just an awesome list there. Um, where can people find you and kind of like what, because um, I know you have like a group coaching program, I believe.
1: Yeah. So I actually do. Um, I do one-on-one coaching and then Got it, every- one. Yep. And then every now and then I, I open up some group coaching programs. Um, I'm actually opening up one either September, or October, where it's like a, a 12 week course that I'm, I'm going to take you through. We're going to work together on just, um, recreating this mindset, um, making peace with food in your body. You still have health in your world, but now you're just literally the most balanced you've ever been with food, with your body, with strength training. Um, and then also you can find me on Instagram. Um, I, am like in love with TikTok right now. So I do have a TikTok. It's intuitively underscore strong. Um, And uh, you guys can always, you know, email me, reach out to me. I reply to every DM, every message, every comment left on there. Um, Also, uh, if you do want the, like this trifecta of just feeling good, you want strength training and nutrition, um, learning how to find this balanced world. Um, you know, Mark and I we paired together too. We, you can work with both of us at the same time. So that would be really cool. You would literally have six months of just straight up one-on-one with us, which would be amazing. You've become
0: strong and happy <laughs> and empowered, oh my God. All, the, all the things. It is yeah, literally no, that, the I'm very excited about this partnership as well. So I would, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited that we made that happen.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah. It literally encompasses, like, I don't do the – the um, strength training part of it, uh, but Mark does. And I I will take you through the nutrition, everything you need to know to to be able to listen to your hunger signals again, to be able to eat when you're hungry and stop at a comfortable point. You know, you can literally get to a point where you can leave a half of a cookie on a plate. Um, You can get to a point to where you can go out to eat and not have to freak out over the menu anymore. (laughs) Like that shouldn't be your life. You have so much more to give this world than to just shrink your body.
0: Yeah. And uh, on the strength side, like we're not going to talk about how many calories you burned. We're not going to talk about toning exercises like we just want to make you strong and happy with what your goals are. And that's the main focus of what we're looking for. Listen, Christy, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. We'll have to have you on again because I oh think this
1: be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I had so much fun here. And if you guys have any questions, like shoot them our way. We're just so happy to yeah, help. Christ- yeah,
0: Christy loves yeah. questions. So I, do. I love all the like, questions. Be, if you send her an email, she'll be like excited to answer. <laughs> them.
1: So. That's so awesome. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for allowing me into this community. You built such yeah. a great platform for women, Mark. We're, awesome. we're really honored to have you. Oh, in in,
0: a, in our little women that, community, that <laughs> of course. All right, everyone, we'll uh talk soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks again for listening to an episode of Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. I really do appreciate it. Um, if you're a woman who is looking to get strong and feel confident and you want to focus on training that is not about appearance or weight loss or thinking you have to look a certain way, um, I highly encourage you. To use the link in the description of this episode to apply to the Badass Lifter program. That's what the program's about. It's not about being a certain weight. It's not about looking a certain way. It's about, you know, building your confidence from within on what your body is able to do as opposed to what it's supposed to look like. Link is in the description of the podcast episode. I just wanted to say thanks again for watching and have a great day.